0: That is His Golden Messenger and Saturday's song at 98.9 eight nine the CLZ. Another hand-picked cut from our guest DJ today. And our guest in the studio is Don Waz. He is in town tonight playing bass with Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers. Also head at Blue Note. Also producer of more albums than we can ever count. And before His Golden Messenger, we, we had Bob Weir. Is the story really true that you're the guy that, that got Dead & Company going? Uh... I had
1: a hand in it, yeah. Um, Bobby, and I've known Bobby since the 90s. Uh, so he, he and Mickey Hart came to see me ab- about putting out some some of their recordings on Blue Note Records, which, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm the president of Blue Note Records as well. And uh, so our office is in that round Capitol building in Hollywood, right? very iconic spot. And the studios downstairs are also quite iconic they're among the, the handful of the world's greatest uh, studios and you can go back you, you walk down the hallway you see pictures of Sinatra and Dean Martin and uh Gene Vincent and all these people recording there um so John Mayer was in the studio recording something and I'd made two albums with John and it was actually John who got me back into the dead he was a just a fanatic about it and, and we. every time I got in the car he had the Grateful Dead channel on and he was uh, he, he, he kind of reacquainted me with how great they are I'd seen him play in the 60s you know, but hadn't really been a, what you would call a deadhead I just dug what they represented and what they did so John's downstairs I said man you gotta come up to my office you won't believe who's here <laughs> so he came up and you know a little bit later he and I drove up to San Francisco and uh and they played together for the first time
0: what do you remember about
1: that I remember the minute John started playing the crew guys like all like dropped what you know whatever they were working on and turned around because it had a thing to it you know it sounded he I think I think John uh, he does a great thing he 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 studied Jerry Garcia and he understands like the scales that he played and, and, but he doesn't mimic him. He's found his own way to get the effect using his own voice, which is, uh, it's better than doing a a Jerry impression, which is a a losing proposition. (laughs) And, uh, and it, it wasn't, you know, I mean, they just decided to do it within a day of playing with them. They said, this is, all right, we got to go out with this.
0: So, yeah, I guess I had a hand. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a trip all these years down the line. I can't believe that that's coming up on. That was 2015. It's almost four years ago that they have been doing this. Have you seen them in the last couple of years? Uh
1: Yeah, yeah, some at Dodger Stadium, I think. Oh, this last, last summer. summer. Yeah, yeah. They were great, man. <laughs> I really enjoyed the show, yeah. How
0: does it feel all these years later when you see a band like that out there, you know, when you go see The Stones now? Yeah. You know, it's just like, do you ever kind of look at your watch and say, what year is it? Well, every t- you know, every time
1: I'm with them, I-, I do that. And also, I don't understand why I'm in the room with them. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get to this point, man? Uh, the Stones and the, you know, just... By persevering and sticking to it and and not giving it up and and not, you know, I know the Stones very well. They're not doing it for the bread. They're not doing it because they have to. They're doing it because for themselves they have to because that's what they do. They play in that band. That's who they are. So they're not themselves if they're not doing it, right? Uh, And I I respect that so much, Uh, and the fans do too. Because they've sort of, there's a transference that goes on. So you you might have had to go work at the Ford factory to feed your five kids, and you can't go out and carouse and stay awake for four days in a row. But as long as Keith's got that cigarette dangling from his lip, and he's your surrogate wild man. He's, that part of you is still alive through him. That's how I feel about it anyway, you know. So I, I think it's important for people to go see it. I think those concerts on a big scale like that—they're almost like religious events where you get into a stadium with a you know hundred thousand like-minded people, and there's a real sense of community and uh, and a sense that your life isn't over. <laughs> And that you st- you you still are who you are, and you're part of something larger. <clears throat> and in a culture like ours, where yeah, I live in L.A., man, you know, and you don't you don't see people. You 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 drive around in this bubble, and uh, no one walks anyplace. And uh, you know, you, people are isolated, and uh, they, it's really spread out. So they live far apart from their friends. This is a chance to really get into a communal. Uh, situation that I think our DNA demands that we become part of. So I, I love going to see the Stones for that reason. You know, I'm I'm a f- I'm a fan and I'm part of that community. And I think the same is true of the Dead and Company shows.
0: And you're talking about you know you're looking at the clock and saying that no time has passed at all. We're going to end with with one more artist that he's still out there, he's 85 years old, 85. and Willie Nelson yeah. is still out there. What yeah. do you remember working with him? This is the first record I cut with him. Uh, I've,
1: I've made a lot of records with him, and i played with him live a lot. I, I love him dearly. Uh, this record, I, I went to cut something else. I went to Dublin again to cut a song for a movie with him, and uh, he was traveling with the highwaymen, so we had that great band from Memphis, that, you know, Reggie Young and those guys who were incredible musicians, and we cut the song for the movie in like two seconds, And but we were all set up in the studio. So he said, what else you got for me? So I'd been listening to Ray Cooter's version of "Across the Borderline." It's a great song. Uh, they wrote it for a movie called "The Border," Jack Nicholson movie, and he, Ry wrote it with John Hyatt and uh, Jim Dickinson. And uh, so I played it for him, and we talked about the meaning of it, you know. And uh, he said, well, "Let's go cut it." And this was a first take, and. Even his solo, man, it was just perfect. So he, so we cut the song, and it was just, a, when we were about halfway through, I was like, oh, please, nobody screw this up. This is killer, man. And we got through it, it was amazing. And then Willie rolled the joint, and he, put, he grabbed a Sharpie, and he put a black marker, a, a black line about three-quarters of the way down the joint. And he went up to the engineer, and he said, I'm gonna smoke this, and when it gets to here, your mix is done. <laughs> the guy panicked and he had about 40 minutes to uh to get a mix and i think it's one of my favorite records i've ever made
0: (laughs) i saw him last year it was the first time i'd ever seen him before and it was like we had chris christopherson at playing at the state a couple years ago he's singing background on this yeah (laughs) and and it was the same thing then he walks out on stage and you go Jesus, that's Chris Christopherson. And yeah. the same thing with Willie. He was yeah. at the Xfinity Center down in Mansfield, and he yeah. walks out and sees you. I know I'm here to see him, but yeah. you don't really get it until he steps yeah. up to the microphone, Whiskey River drops, and the Texas flag comes down, and yeah. the place goes great. Yeah. Like, oh, my, that's really yeah. him.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's iconic. That's for sure.
0: Well, we've got Across the Borderline now, and i got one more thing to talk to you about when we get okay. back, and then then we'll, we'll let you off and on your way. Here's right. Willie Nelson and Across the Borderline on CLZ.